The Business Without Boundaries podcast is for multi-passionate entrepreneurs who crave the freedom to create a career in life on their own terms. Because we know that the next best thing to having a business that allows you to work whenever and wherever you want is having a company that rewards you well for your time and talent invested. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the Business Without Boundaries podcast. How is everyone today? I can't really believe that we're already on episode seven. It seems like I just started this podcast journey, and yet it already seems like it was so long ago that I published that first intro episode with my story and how the Global Creator brand as an entity came to be. And the last four episodes, we heard some from some really amazing experts. We heard from Julie Cabezas about branding and how to position your brand. We heard from Colleen Buckley about gaining visibility on Instagram. We heard from Leah LeRae all about selling without the ick factor and finding confidence in those uncomfortable um, conversations. And then we heard from Shannon Lutz on email marketing and all the ways that you can fall down the rabbit hole of nurturing and building your list. And that brings me to to today's episode topic, which is, am I doing it right? Because I thought that once we had, you know, four experts in their field come on and share all their tips, all their tips about how you can do certain things and their techniques and methods and what they found effective, I found that it might be time to address this idea that whatever you are doing now might be just fine for you and that just because these experts came on and said to do things a different way or that they've had success in a different way does not mean that what you're doing today is wrong. I think that so many of us get stuck in this comparison trap of looking at what so-and-so has done or what so-and-so is doing and and falling down the, the Instagram and social media rabbit hole of like, oh, well, X person has posted this and, well, their voice is, is a little bit funnier than mine and they seem to be getting really good engagement. So, so I need to maybe incorporate some of that into my brand or so-and-so has this freebie that leads to this funnel, I can, I'm on their nurture sequence and I really like the way that they do it. So you go off and you try to recreate that. And before we know it, like we're spinning in circles, just chasing all these other ideas of how other people have done it. And it gets to be very exhausting. And we're left thinking this thought, am I doing it right? And feeling that because it's hard and because it doesn't come natural and maybe it is a bit overwhelming that we must be doing it wrong. When really, I think at the core is that we're just not trusting ourselves enough to step in and say, hey, I am aware of all of these different techniques and I'm going to try doing it X way in my own way. I think that's at the core of really owning your power as a business owner and in your platform and in your company is knowing that there can be a framework that you follow but it's imperative for you to put your own spin on it, like inserting your own voice instead of adopting somebody else's way of communicating. Because then is when you really get to share your authentic um, personality and, and show up as you in your business and really give people a genuine opportunity to connect with you. 
And that's going to make such a bigger difference than just following expert A's steps one through five or expert B's top tips on, you know, X, Y, and Z. Because yes, it is fantastic to look at other sources and especially if you're feeling a little bit stuck or you feel like you want to try some new ideas, go looking for inspiration. But where we get in trouble is when we start to compare what we've been producing and allow that to stop us in our tracks because we're convinced that we've been doing it all wrong and we don't know anything and why should we bother moving forward. So for example, like in this podcast, this is a new um, project for me and I'm still figuring out how all these pieces fit together and I have some podcasts that I really love and admire and if I get too stuck in listening to so-and-so's podcast like oh well they do their intro this way okay maybe I need to go back and change our intro or so-and-so prepares for an episode topic this way and they have a whole bunch of notes and or they have set interview questions and and it sounds really professional and it sounds really good and I really enjoy it, maybe I should try that too. And that's okay to take inspiration. Like if I'm looking at somebody and aspiring to, you know, constantly improving or reaching towards perfecting my craft. But where it starts to become a problem is when I start to get so down on what I'm creating with this podcast being a brand new venture. And then I get so discouraged that it's not even worth trying. Or I get stuck hiding behind the scenes of I can't possibly publish another podcast yet because I haven't worked my way through steps 1 through 25 of things I wanted to improve first. And then I end up staying back behind the scenes and not really getting anything accomplished and not putting myself out there. But I feel like I'm being busy because I'm working on all of this stuff that no one, no one sees. And to me, that's really where we're doing it quote unquote wrong is allowing these outside pressures um, create a story in our mind that we don't know what we're doing. Because there are 101 ways or 1001 ways to do anything. Like ask any designer, like how do you edit a photo on Photoshop or how do you insert whatever into an image? And if you talk to a different designer, you know, 10 different designers, you're going to have 10 different ways that they prefer to have the same outcome. So, and that, that doesn't make any one of them better than the other. It's they're getting from point A to wherever, whatever outcome they wanted, and they're doing it. Now, there might be ways to make it more efficient or more practiced or maybe a little bit easier. And if they find out, oh, you mean if I just, you know, alt right whatever, click, then I can do that step, like take out a step and fantastic. But it doesn't undermine the trust in their ability to get from point A to point B. And that's one of the biggest, I think, dangers when it comes to getting stuck in this comparison trap, especially when you're starting something new, because you're already not feeling 100% confident in your ability to follow through. And then you go look at other people who are farther down the line, or maybe they've just started as well, but it looks like they're really killing it and they have all their shit together. And you're sitting there thinking, why is this so hard for me? And you get stuck in a loop, like your brain is going, this is hard for me, this is a bad idea, this is a terrible thing, why do we start this? We bit off more than we can chew, and you end up spending so much energy spinning in that thought loop, and that's energy that actually, if you stayed out of that comparison trap, 
you could have put that energy towards taking imperfect action. And imperfect action is just doing the thing, knowing that the final outcome might not be as polished as the hundredth time that you do something. My first episode and my seventh episode here is undoubtedly going to be less polished than my hundredth episode or my 200th episode, like once I get to that point, because I will have learned so much along that journey of going from episode one to episode whatever number. And the only way to really learn it is to be in the trenches doing it and not on the sidelines trying to perfect your skill before you actually jump into the arena. It's like reading a book or watching videos about how to work out or how to run and then never actually putting on your shoes and lacing up your sneakers and hitting the gym or hitting the pavement. Like that's a, There's a disconnect there because you're not actually applying the knowledge. And once you get into the stage of applying the knowledge, I actually prefer to stop looking at outside sources because... Even, even though I'm aware of it, and I'm not always aware of it, but I know even subliminally, I am comparing what I've produced to what somebody else has produced. I'm comparing so-and-so's Instagram caption to my caption, and oftentimes I'm finding my own stuff more lacking. That's what we tend to do. We tend to be our own harshest critics. So if we're looking at somebody else's product, and then we're looking at our product, Nine times out of ten, we're going to poke holes in ours and and feel like we don't measure up to this other because we're looking at people that are farther along down the road than us, right? We're looking to them as sources of inspiration. And as long as we can be mindful of their sources of inspiration, then there's no harm done. But if you're in the, the depths of creating something and you're already feeling like you're out of your comfort zone then the last thing you want to do is go look at somebody for inspiration who even unconsciously might make you feel a little bit worse about what you're producing. You want to be able to generate a feeling of confidence and say, hey, I'm just ecstatic that I'm doing the thing. Not that it's going to be perfect. You're not tied to the results. When you tie your value to the results um, and some measure of perfection, then you're kind of killing the process. You're not going to enjoy making the thing and doing the thing. And then really, what's the point? Like if, you, if you're so worried about whether or not you're doing it right so that you can have the gold star at the end, then you've basically just wasted all, the, all that ch- large chunk of time and energy and effort that happens in between the starting point and that end point. And that's the the biggest part of the project is all that time and energy you put into it. So if that's not something that you're enjoying or your outlook on it is like, well, I'm still not good enough, then how do you ever expect to get to a point where you're happy with the result if you're creating from a place of lack and and um, you know scarcity and and being not enough? And to me, that's really the only way to do something wrong is to do it from a place where you're just putting so much pressure on yourself to have this perfect outcome that you end up creating from a place of trying to prove yourself but not feeling enough. Not from a place of confidence of like, hey, I'm, I'm a badass already because I'm doing it, but from a place of I will be a 
a badass once I. It's like you're you're delaying your own like acknowledgement and your own skills and your own abilities and 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 why would you want to do anything that way? You know, it's like somebody who's running a training for a marathon is upset because the first run they go on, they're not running the full distance or they're not running the full speed. They're not doing it like they have perfectly visioned out in their mind and, and read the training manuals to do. But if they went out and hated every single mile that they ran in order to work up to that distance or that time or speed, like, imagine how many miles they would actually put put in. Like if they, they actually hated every minute of the training process, like you're probably not going to stick with that very long. You're going to do it for maybe a week or two and they grind it out by sheer willpower. But then eventually you're going to be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just not going to do it today. I'll just take a day off. My body needs to recover. I'll have a, I'll have a rest day worked into my calendar. That's fine. And then I'll pick it up tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes and you know, maybe you should just ease back into it. Maybe do some yoga instead. You know, make sure that you're nice and loose after your day off so you don't injure yourself. And then day three comes and you've already not done the thing for two days in a row now. So there, that resistance is even more strong and even more difficult to overcome. And before you know it, like, you haven't trained for that marathon in weeks and you have to start all over at the beginning again. And this time you feel worse because you have to start all over. And how many things do we do this with in our lives? We do this with business projects. We do this with, you know, committing to a podcast and and posting on social media and, and hosting webinars. Whatever we're doing that we've made these commitments in our business that we want and we hope will bring us to this result, it all depends on how we're viewing that process Um as the indicator of whether or not we will get to that result. So just so you're following me here, you have a result in mind. And if you're starting from a place where you're doubtful and you're judging yourself and you're not feeling like a rock star and everybody else is doing it better, but you're still trying to take action to get to that result, do you think you're actually going to make it? Like, do you think that that mindset is going to get you to that result you want? Probably not. You're probably going to get really discouraged and you're going to find evidence that the actions that you are half-heartedly taking aren't getting you any closer to that result. So you're going to give up and say, this isn't for me. I bit off more than I can chew. Maybe I'm not meant to run a marathon. Maybe I'm not meant to launch a podcast. Maybe I'm not meant to have a business of my own or whatever it may be, whatever that end result looks like. Versus, if you have an end result in mind, like, I want to pub publish 100 podcasts, I want to publish my 100th episode, and you know that it's all in your power to get that done, and you accept and embrace that your first 10, your first 20 podcasts are basically going to be you figuring it out on air in front of an audience and it's going to feel really weird to get on here and basically have a monologue and talk to yourself. Guys, it is, it's an adjustment. I'm not going to lie. Um, you're going to try having guests and trying to sort out the best way to, to handle introductions and interview questions and steering conversations. And you're going to not want to go back and listen to them when you edit because your voice sounds weird on recording like everybody else 
thinks their own voice sounds weird. So you're just going to want to, you know, push it aside. And But if you get past all of that because you know that that 100th episode hitting publish on that is going to feel amazing and you know you can do it and this is just a temporary phase that once you get to episode 25 or 50 or whatever, it's going to be it's going to be fun because it's no longer such a big learning curve, then you know that this part is just a little bit of the, you know, the less pleasant. You can still have fun with it though because you know you're on your way to better things and you know it's temporary and you're more likely to keep moving forward. And that to me is really the only way to do it right is to just do it because there is no like, magic force out there that comes down and says, oh, gold star for you. Eh, you're a little squidgy. I'm not quite sure about you. You might want to keep practicing. Like there is no greater, you know, giver of, of gold stars measuring you up against, you know, others and certain criteria. The only one doing that is you in your mind looking at everybody else and what they're doing and, oh, their podcast episodes are 30 minutes long. I should make mine 30 minutes long. Or, oh, they, they have a 15-minute podcast episode thrown in there. I can do that too. Or I have to publish every week. Just FYI, guys, we've decided to, to publish every other week because that's what felt intuitively good for me to be able to produce content at the level that I want to instead of just having to come up with a topic every week. And you know what? That might change. But this is what doing it right looks like for me right now, regardless of what all the other podcasts and all the other podcasters are doing. Because there's a million ways to get to a recorded episode and a show. You can do it in seasons. You can do it. like There's a million ways to do it. And the only way that would be doing it wrong is to bring a negative energy to it and to quit. So that's one of my biggest takeaways that I didn't, I really wanted to share with you guys because there's been a lot of, I think, pressure going around about trying to beat the algorithm on Instagram and what's the best way to do it. And, and then, okay, well, now let's all switch focus and, and try to build our email list. And, you know, of course, we've got to be making sales and it all, it all doesn't matter at all if we don't know what our branding is. And so, yes, having our guest experts on for our um, the first guest episodes, those four episodes I mentioned at the beginning, I really wanted to share their insights with all of you, but I didn't want anybody to walk away from an episode and say, shit, I'm doing it all wrong. I need to stop what I'm doing and completely overhaul you know, my whole strategy and my whole business plan and get stuck really hiding behind improving. You know, like you can get lost in the rabbit hole of self-help and self-improvement and fixing yourself before you put yourself out there in the world. We can do the same things for our businesses, for our strategies, for anything that we're putting out there in the public. It's very easy to justify that you're not putting it out there or you're just putting pause on something because you want to you wanna learn some skills and be able to do it better. But really, if you find yourself in a cycle of constantly fixing, having to fix things first or feeling that need to fix things first, it's probably a form of hiding showing up for you and avoiding actually getting yourself out there. Because you never know. Like, There's really no way to know what somebody else will connect with, with you until you get out there. 
until you put your message out there, until you publish that imperfect podcast, until you publish that blog post with, you know, run on sunset, whatever, something that's not perfectly edited and the Instagram caption that's just purely what you were thinking in the moment and with no deeper strategy behind it. Like you don't know what's going to resonate until it gets out there and you never know what sort of beautiful connections you can make from that. So, um, yeah, so the whole point is like the only way to really do it wrong is to not do it at all. And there might be some best practices and there might be some techniques or something that you want to incorporate into a plan moving forward. But again, practice constraint and don't don't feel the tug to overhaul everything you're doing just so that you can implement what this expert said to do. Take a piece of what resonates. Try a little a little something like maybe you try one freebie opt-in from the email marketing and maybe you try one of the um, Instagram tips or you know something along those lines like make it very manageable and something that enhances your business operations and not makes you feel like you've been doing it wrong this whole time and this is why you're not getting the results because again like we said if you're operating from that place of not really believing that you're going to have the results and not being able to, um, you know, bring a an energy of self-confidence and belief in yourself to what you do, it's going to get, be really hard to get other people to believe in what you do enough to sign on to want to work with you or buy from you or, you know, share what you do. It's all that, you know. If you want to go tap into the woo language, but your vibe attracts your tribe and all of that, and you manifest what you're putting out there. So if you're showing up in your business and in your life with this attitude of, I don't know everything, I know some things, but I what I do know, I know, I know well, and I'm willing to learn, and we're going to go out there and do it, that's doing it right to me. If you show up with an energy of everybody else knows better than me and I need to stay, keep myself small until I've mastered so-and-so's framework or so-and-so's method, then you're keeping yourself playing small and not showing up to, to the true potential that you have to offer the world. And you don't even know what that, what the consequences of that are because you already believe that, that this is that you don't have space in the world that people that your voice doesn't matter as much as that person's voice and why would you ever want to think that when you have the option of thinking i'm not doing it perfectly but i'm doing it right so that's really the thought that i wanted to share with you guys today maybe a little bit ranty but it's something i feel very strongly about especially as our world gets more and more digital and we're all more and more online and it's so easy to look at somebody else who maybe started after us and is farther ahead seemingly on Instagram or somebody who's been in it for years and you feel like, oh, you have so much farther to go, you'll never reach their level. And really, I want you to pull it back in and think and like really think, I've got this and believe it. Because showing up from that place, that empowered feeling, is what's going to keep you moving forward. It's going to, it's what's going to get you lacing up your shoes and hitting the pavement on those days when you really would rather stretch or do yoga. 
right? I love the running marathon because it's so much, it, it just applies so well to building a business and building a brand. Like if you're in your first couple miles, like, yeah, they're not fun yet. That's true. But there are times when you can start to appreciate, you get better at it, and then it becomes more fun because you get a direct sense of accomplishment. And you can't get to that level if you're already beating yourself up about not being there. So anytime you are looking at something that you're doing and you find yourself being confused and running around checking all the experts, downloading more freebies, you know, there's there's a time and place to, to get more education and then there's a time when we're using it to, to really not ask our brains to do their job and figure it out. So if you find yourself kind of spinning and looking for information as like an escape from a, from a kind of a frantic pain point place, pause, take a deep breath, and tell your brain that you've got it. Ask it to come up with solutions for you. Because it can find research for you. It can tell you you're not good enough and it can tell you you don't know how. But if you just ignore that um, like panic-driven or insecure-driven part of your brain and you say, that's fine, you can have your little meltdown, but we're going to be done with this soon and I want you to come up with solutions for me and write them down because there's something really powerful about putting pen to paper but ask a really good question. Like the better the questions that you ask, the better the information your brain's going to come up with for you. So instead of asking how, you know, why can't I, or something that would um, instill some sort of a negative response from your brain, ask it something that's very solutions oriented. Like how can I talk to 10 people? And write down all your ideas. Basically do a big brain dump about, okay, if you want 10 more clients, how can I talk to at least 10 people? What, what are solutions? Like, and don't let yourself go down the rabbit hole of researching what other people would do. Let your brain come up with it on its own so that you can be the one in the driver's seat and you can be the empowered force that is coming up with your own answers. And it's a really, it's skill, and there's certainly time to invest in outside help, but it's not when you've just been spinning in circles, asking yourself, you know, beating yourself up for not doing things the way that you want to have done them already, you know, perfectly. So, yeah. Ask your brain to, to work for you, not against you. And then once you are in that empowered place and you trust yourself that you've got this, then that's a much stronger position to then start to look at outside help. Like let's say you want to hire a coach or you want to do X program or you do want to attend whatever webinar and download a freebie. You're not doing it from a place of um, you're lacking something. You're doing it more from a place of I think this information would en enhance what I already know. And if this webinar or program or coach tells me to do something, I know that I have the confidence in myself to follow through and I got this. So really that question of am I doing it right is, is a subtle, seemingly innocent thought that at its core hints to the fact that you don't believe that you got this. And we don't want that. 
we want everybody to feel like they've got this and they can, you know, do this. And yeah, some days are going to be hard and that's okay, but we're going to get it done and we're going to keep making progress and we're going to keep lacing up our shoes and keep hitting the pavement. And one day, whenever that may be, whenever the timing works out for us and our level and, and how far we had to go, one day we will have run that marathon. Okay, guys. So if you have any questions, if this is a topic that uh, resonates with you, this, this idea of am I doing it right, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can find the show notes to this episode on our website. I'll drop them. I'll drop the link. And uh, you can comment there or always come over and join us on social media. We've got our Instagram account, Katie and I, at, um, at the GC underscore studio. And the best place really to connect with us is inside our Facebook group, Business Without Boundaries. So, um, guys, that's we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. I'm. This is something I'm super passionate about is really helping people develop that belief in themselves and their own skills. And I don't want anybody to be lying awake at night after they've just, you know, binge watched eight webinars asking themselves like, what the hell are they doing in business? Am I doing it right? I'm not cut out for this. So guys, don't go down that road. And I will see you guys. Thank you so much for listening in. And like I said, we're going, we're doing twice like bi-weekly podcast now. So I will catch you guys all in two weeks. All right, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, then head on over to the Business Without Boundaries private Facebook group. This is a group that Katie and I created to connect with you, chat with you, answer your questions, and generally foster a community of other multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are getting it done. To join, go to facebook.com forward slash biz, B-I-Z, W-O boundaries and answer the three questions that pop up when you click on join. And once you're in, then we can continue the conversation and um, get to know you better. We believe 100% in the power of community to connect, collaborate and grow together. And we so look forward to seeing you there.